When it comes to maximizing time in the uplands, without fail, Onyx Hunt is my most valuable tool. From planning my next hunt through a new bird cover to navigating in the field, Onyx Hunt is truly with me wherever I go. With detailed mapping and satellite imagery, along with a multitude of map layers from land access to forestry and habitat information and easy-to-use tools to mark, measure, and catalog important information, Onyx Hunt seamlessly integrates digital scouting with boots-on-the-ground time in the field. With offline mapping and Apple CarPlay integration, you are free to explore the wild landscapes our beloved upland birds inhabit. Planning your next move in the uplands begins with knowing where you stand, and for me, that starts and stops with Onyx Hunt. Download the Onyx Hunt app today and use the promo code BSP20 to save 20% on your Onyx Hunt subscription. When the miles rack up faster than your flush count, that's when you'll truly appreciate your hunting vest from Final Rise. Built for the uplands and proudly sewn in the USA, the complete lineup of hunting vests from Final Rise, from their all-new Summit XT down to the minimalist Sidekick system, are all built upon the foundational load-bearing waist belt and low-profile shoulder strap system, which allow you to carry all the gear you need and do so comfortably while maintaining your ability to move freely and perform when you need to most. With a complete lineup of accessories and newly released performance field apparel, Final Rise has the gear you need to help you get the most out of every mile and every flush. Final Rise gear is built for the uplands. Get yours today at FinalRise.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode of Bird Shop Podcast is presented by Onyx Hunt, Final Rise, and Upland Gun Company. On this episode of the show, we're talking grouse tracking bird dogs. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 248. All right, welcome into the Bird Shop Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Black Friday edition of the show. Got a bit of a shortened episode for you today. I'm going to share a segment of a recent bonus episode I did for Patreon patrons. Nick Adair and I have been doing those over the past year or so, where we talk about all the things that we might talk about on any given show of the Bird Shop Podcast, but we also have been sharing some GoPro clips from each of our hunts and talking about those and breaking them down and sharing those with the Patreon patrons, which has been fun. So you will hear a segment from our latest episode today. Before we get to that, I will mention just a couple of quick things. Being that it is Black Friday, I wanted to mention a couple of deals that I saw as I was perusing and scanning about. And if you recall, if you've been listening to the show for a while, maybe you remember I did a gear episode about about this time last year, maybe it was in December, I'll have to go back and look. I might do that again this year, although there might not be a whole lot new. I've kind of been rolling with some of the same gear and the same setup lately, but 
I'm sure I have some additional thoughts and feedback on some of those gear items. So I may put one of those episodes together for you in the near future and go a little bit more in depth as I'm kind of looking back and reflecting on the bulk of my hunting season, which is still ongoing and has been excellent. We've had one heck of a November here, which has been a lot of fun. But anyways, I wanted to mention just just a couple deals related to those gear items that I shared some thoughts on last year. And I will kick it off with an email from the Birdshot inbox from my buddy Cliff, who I had been communicating with Cliff for a while. He listened to the show and we exchanged emails and uh, he's a funny guy. We randomly bumped into each other at a gas station at an undisclosed location somewhere between here and where both of us were hunting on the prairie this September. And I don't really remember exactly how this exchange come about other than my buddy Garrett and I stopped at the gas station, went inside to grab a snack and use the restroom. And when I came out, I noticed somebody was talking to my friend and I can't recall how their exchange got going. You know, if they saw the dog kennels or some Upland stickers or you know how that goes, (laughs) you can spot an Upland hunter across the parking lot if you are looking for them. And I came out and guy introduced himself as Cliff who I recognized right away, and we were both on our way home from our prairie trip. Cliff, Cliff shoots an Upland Gun Company shotgun, by the way, as well. And we chit-chatted in the parking lot a bit, and that seems like a while ago. That was September. But anyways, Cliff checked in with me and sent me an email last week that went a little something like this. Hey, on your gear show last year, you recommended the Crispy Laponia 2 boots, so I got a pair for this year. Oh my gosh, are they great. In fact, so much that I bought another pair just in case they stop making them. Comfortable, lightweight, great ankle support, and amazing traction with the soles. I can't tell you how many different boots I've tried over the years. Hope you've had a great fall. Weather has been great. We'll be heading south to hunt quail for two weeks in January. Had a good time at Pine Ridge Grouse Camp and Tyler's Camp this fall, but the prairie was best of all. All the best, Cliff. Cliff is living right, I can tell you that. And he's wearing good boots. I have continued to wear the Crispy Laponia 2 boots as well. I bought another pair ahead of this season. And we actually went into this in a Patreon Zoom room where we were talking about the potential benefits of having two pairs of the same boot and rotating them, wearing one pair one day and one pair the next day and potentially extending the life of said boots. I bought two pairs because I liked them so much and I kind of wanted to give that theory a try. I'm not doing any sort of scientific study on it. And we sort of pulled the group when we did that Patreon Zoom room live thing. And the consensus was that, yeah, maybe, but nobody seemed to think that there was anything magical about wearing one pair of boots one day and wearing one pair the next day. But anyways, that is besides the point. Cliff and I probably both wish we could have held off until right now, Black Friday, to buy another pair of crispy Laponia boots, which is why I ultimately brought this up. The crispy Laponia 2 boots are on sale at the moment just about everywhere i just did a quick google search and the website that i pulled up was shields big outdoor sports distributor they've got the crispy laponias on sale for 240 bucks which is pretty much universal across the board looks like most sizes are available and with a normal price of 300 dollars, it's pretty good savings they also have free shipping so If you are on the hunt for a new pair of Upland hunting boots, I've got two seasons of wearing the Crispy Laponia boots. They have definitely exceeded my expectations. As I talked about on that gear episode last year, and I'll probably save most of this for future episode, but I bought them 
thinking they would kind of be a real nice prairie boot that I would wear out there and on select occasions back home in the grouse woods. Couldn't have been further from the truth. I wear the crispy boots every single day. In fact, I think last year I still flirted with some of my other boots a little bit, but it was also very dry. So that led me to lean on the crispy boots a little bit more than some of my previous rubber boots, which I still have. And I still wear kind of in the late season, but the crispy boots have been the real workhorse of my Upland boot game for the last two seasons now, and including this year, I've worn them every single day, rotating between those two pairs of boots that I bought. So I have no affiliation with crispy. If they would like to be a partner on the show, they could definitely get in touch with me. I would be happy to do so, especially after my experience with the boots. But as of now, I have no affiliation with them. I just really like their boots, specifically the ones that I have tried, the Crispy Laponia 2 GTX boots on sale, Black Friday. Get them while you can, 240 bucks. And thanks again for Cliff to writing into the Birdshot inbox. I am glad he tried out the boots and is liking them as much as I do. One other sale. And I am recording this ahead of Black Friday, so I'm not sure if some of the other products might be going on sale tomorrow. I don't know. I just did a quick search for some of the stuff that I use most of the time. The other one I will mention is the Sawbuck brush pant from First Light. Nice pair of technical brush pants, kind of a mid-weight, little heavy for really hot early season stuff. But once you get into some reasonable temperatures, they are a pretty versatile pant, and I've been wearing them essentially start to finish in the grouse woods and have been wearing those for three seasons now, I believe, and have been really liking them. So they are also on sale this week from First Light. They are 20% off, normally $160, currently $128. They got multiple colors. All sizes seem to be available. So if you're looking for a good pair of upland hunting pants, check those out at firstlight.com. And, of course, I will mention our... Partners on the Birdshot Podcast, of course, we got Onyx Hunt, which you can save 30% on right now. You can always save 20% using the promo code BSP20, but you can save 30% on your Onyx Hunt subscription this week. No code necessary, it appears. Check that out. Upland Gun Company and Final Rise. Need a new shotgun or a bird hunting vest? You know those are the places to go. UplandGunCompany.com, FinalRise.com. And if you are looking for any additional hunting or dog-related supplies, go gear up at UglyDogHunting.com. All right, although it is Black Friday today, I hope you are going hunting and not shopping all day. Maybe grab an online sale or two and then hit the field or the woods. Hope that's what you're doing. It cooled down here. We had a really awesome stretch of November weather. Made for some great grouse hunting conditions pretty late into the month. Not always a guarantee. This time of year, it's cooled down now, although conditions are still dry, and I don't see any significant snow in the near future, but that could change in a hurry. So we'll see. It's been a great season in the grouse woods, and I've been having a lot of fun watching the continued development of my younger English setter, Rose. Probably heard me talk about her a bunch. You'll hear a little bit more about her today. She is three years old in her fourth hunting season. And has really started to hone her skill set in the grouse woods. She's a fun dog to hunt over. I would say she developed pretty quickly. It started pretty early on. She got a lot of hunt time early. The bird numbers, I would say, have been solid, good for most of her early development past few years. And all of that has played into it. And one of the things that really stands out to me about her is her ability to 
track and or relocate, however you want to say it, moving and running rough grouse, which can be a very challenging thing for dogs to do. Rose seems to have a knack for it, and she does it a certain way, one that I have come to understand and appreciate. I feel I really took a hands-off approach to letting her develop and figure out rough grouse. Her being my second bird dog, trying to right some of the potential missteps and errors I made with my first dog, who fortunately turned out all right in spite of my best effort. But Rose, I took a little bit different approach. And again, I won't take the credit for it. She maybe just has a a knack for it, some sort of innate ability. I'll be curious to see how her abilities and skills sort of stack up over time. But I can tell you it's it's pretty fun to watch and it's really neat to to watch a dog figure out grouse and be able to consistently track, relocate, follow them, and ultimately lead me, the guy following her around the woods, into opportunities. It's really cool. And the bonus clip that Nick and I go over today, we're basically I'm basically describing one of those sequences. And we shared the full clip during the bonus episode for Patreon patrons. If you are a patron, you can watch the full clip there if you haven't already. For everyone else, we did share a little highlight, sort of a teaser reel clip of it on the Birdshot podcast and GDIY Instagram pages. So you can kind of check it out there as well. But there's some discussion topics in here and mainly focused around that sort of tracking and relocating rough grouse. And it's one that I'd like to explore a little bit more and maybe talk to some folks that have developed a lot more grouse dogs than myself to just sort of get an idea on how different dogs go about it. Are there other methods or approaches to developing it? Or is a lot of it just sort of innate in the dog? I'm not really sure. But again, it's fun. And it's been on my mind a lot this season as it has really started to come through in my hunts with Rose. So I hope you enjoy this little snippet from one of our Patreon bonus episodes. If interested and you want to chip in and contribute to the show a little bit, you always sign up at patreon.com forward slash birdshot. You get access to these bonus episodes. We do some Patreon giveaways and we set up everybody with some Birdshot podcast can coolers and stickers, which are on order. FYI, any patrons out there waiting for can coolers and stickers, hold tight. We got more on the way. I will get them out as soon as I can. All right, again, hope you're not chopping all day. Get out there and go hunting if you can. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Take care, everybody. Let's get on with the Bird Chat Podcast. Gearing up for your next hunt? Check out Ugly Dog Hunting Company for all your dog supply needs. Ugly Dog Hunting carries a full line of products for your bird dog and even some for you. Whether you're looking for dog collars, GPS tracking devices, kennels, beds, leads, training equipment, or first aid supplies, Ugly Dog Hunting carries it and a whole lot more. New owner of the company and Fred of the Bird Shop podcast, Mike Nadusky, loves to remind me that while I do hunt with pretty dogs, every dog can be an ugly dog. Check out the entire selection of gear for you and your bird dog at UglyDogHunting.com. For many upland hunters, along with their passion for dogs, birds, and the places we chase them, comes a passion for shotguns. Upland Gun Company specializes in customizing shotguns for the upland bird hunter imported from Italy and shipped direct to an FFL near you. Select from one of their side-by-side or over-under shotgun platforms and customize the fit, function, and aesthetics to your liking. 
Design and build your next Upland hunting shotgun with Upland Gun Company today. Visit uplandguncompany.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. I mean, I could just see like, from what I understand it, and I, again, I just recently interviewed Fritz and like, I got a little more insight into how, how those guys work flushing dogs in it. And again, I think maybe I always... I never really understood like where the control comes in, but like this idea that you can stop your flushing dog, right? So you can tell the dog's getting birdie. I understand all that, but it's like, oh shoot, what if I'm not in the right spot? Stop the dog, yeah. control it, you know? So like, that's one flavor. Kyle is, and I'm not like comparing the two, whatever, but Kyle's like just a different flavor. Like guy wants to hunt with a pointy dog and hunt a certain way. Like, yeah. I mean, again, we, a lot of this stuff is ripe for debate and trying to poke <laughs> holes. And I, I get all that, but I'm driven to understand it. It comes down to preference, right? Like, yeah. you know, I, I flat out told him in the woods and, and he, he didn't take any offense to this because I meant none by it, but it's just like, dude, this is amazing. There's, there's so much to glean from this process. Mm. I don't want to do it. <laughs> like I just yeah. point blank. Like I understand that the way he goes about doing things will produce more contacts and arguably more shot opportunities. That's that's not the only reason I'm in the woods though. You know, exactly. it, it's just not. And so you can you can art it comes down to each individual's goal and what you're out there after doing. That we've ta- discussed before, the enjoyability of the hunt means so much more to me than getting a tailgate full of birds. And that's that's not to say that's what Kyle's after. Kyle is truly after contacts for the dogs that's all that's yeah, and that's that's pretty clear to me yeah. yeah and and so like you know i told him flat out like i'm gonna i'm gonna steal a lot of his little tips and tricks and i did and and it resulted in numerous birds throughout the remainder of my trip just by being able to apply his grid searching methods in the woods but yeah. as far as the tracking dog dance that he really likes it's just not for me. Uh, you know, I, I might, I'm, it might change my opinion if I'm the one riding the dog, as he sure. called it. But yeah, because yeah. I wasn't the one riding the dog and I was trying to play second, you know, good second fiddle teamwork, you know, camaraderie thing, yeah. and it bit me in the butt more times than not, uh, I, it just, at least right now, you know, I, I would like to experience being the one riding the dog. But at the same time, if I can't take a buddy out with me on occasion or somebody new out there with me and, and they have kind of a realistic opportunity or chance to, to get a shot opportunity on a bird, I, I don't know if that's the right approach for me. I mean, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I hear you. And again, I, we have some other agenda topics here and we have some clips to go over. I, I started my day listening to you and Dell talk about shotgun shows. That was enjoyable. <laughs> I wanted to touch on something there, but, but I don't know, like if we should, if we should lead into the clips right now and, and, and then do random stuff later. But um, I'm just, there's like one, one main thing that I kind of want to ask Kyle and it has to do with Rose, my younger setter and like what she is showing me 
as as a dog that has an ability to track grouse hot track or a two-dimensional true dog as kyle might say and we've got into this before but man she it's just a dog that can follow and stay with rough grouse can really open your eyes to like what those birds do and it goes back to like what you said you know how do you know it's the same bird like if you do it enough you realize there's kind of a bubble around a rough grouse and like I'm not, I'm not saying you can't walk by one without it flushing but enough contacts over time you understand if like the dog was birdie here and however long that track might be a relocate process like oh my gosh that dog was following the same bird or birds because i've had a lot of i feel like <clears throat> this would be a good question to ask kyle like if there's multiple birds do they have more tendency to run i feel like groups of birds really really run and move around and maybe that's just totally random but you can see over time like you can tell if that contact was essentially the same contact throughout and yeah. the bird eventually gets up on it so rose is doing that kind of stuff and it's it's part of what's in in my clip today and it's just like it's really cool yeah. <laughs> it's like that it is a roller coaster in itself when you have a dog that is working a bird over a distance like that well let let's do this let's get it because i, I have so much to kind of add add to that but your clip kind of where re- that gets us your, your clip <laughs> reflects so much of it so let's go yeah. ahead and get into this because uh i'll let you go ahead and set the stage because it is a bit longer of a clip uh on this yeah. one but your your kind of lead in of of what it shows kind of re- reflects that. I mean, it's you're not going to have a short clip when you got a long track. Yeah. Yep. So so this is it, it's a this is a clip from earlier this week. I was out and like try to like just the basic setup. We're gonna we're gonna cut away and let you guys watch it, and then we'll come back. But basically, it's a it's a it's a neat GoPro clip because it actually captures right away early on when Rose first gets sent. She gets kind of birdie. And you'll see this in the clip very clearly because she's right at my feet. This is after a two-hour hunt where we went out and we had already moved a bunch. We had moved 20 grouse, I think, at this point. I have none in the bag. I've only taken, get this, I've, I've only taken up to this point, I've taken one shot. And it actually was, it was at a pair of grouse that Rose had pointed. I saw this bird on the ground, worked in. Like, this is just one of those days. I took a shot with one of my reloads my little eight and a half shot. <laughs> and and it's the first time it's ever happened to me. It was kind of a dud. I heard it just kind of go boom. And I, I recognized it. I was aware that could happen. I don't know what, what causes that. I, I'm going to text Dell later. <laughs> yet, but like, is that a bad primer? Is it like whatever happened, happened. So like I raise up on this grouse and boom. Oh, you know, and like, I couldn't even pull the back trigger at that point. I don't know if I had much of an opportunity Fortunately, I knew that this could happen. So I break my gun open and I look and it's, it's plugged. So like it went off and the wad and everything went halfway down the barrel and held up. And like the pellets must've just like rolled out. And I've heard of this happening. Like if that happens and you don't realize it and you load another shell in there and shoot, you can blow up your barrel. Right. So fortunately I knew that. So now here I am in the middle of the woods, Rose runs over on point again and I'm looking around for a long straight stick that I can get down my 30 inch barrels. That, that was a challenge. I had to try a couple sticks before I could find one that could go straight for 30 inches. I got it out, got over there. She had a grouse pointed. I didn't get a shot at that. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but 
Rose had a bunch of birds pointed and it was just one of those days where like I could never get in the right spot at the right time. The grouse played their cards and everything got away. That one, I, I had a decent look at, but I had a dud shell go off. We are literally almost back to the truck. I mean, where Rose hits this scent, the trail goes for about 20 more yards before it comes out onto this little two track. And there's a hunting hunting shack there on county lease land. It's all public land, but get back on this road. And there's still probably 200 yards of good grouse cover along this road that we're hunting. But like the hunt is effectively nearing an end. We've moved 20 birds, nothing in the bag. And it just kind of like has this feeling of like, gosh, we've been so close, but so far away. And then Rose gets going on this bird and I'll leave it at that. Yep. For now. <laughs> yep. Well, let, let's just, I'm going to go ahead and get this, uh, get this plan. And, uh, we can talk about it afterwards. Bird. Running around over here. He's working it. Come on. Need a little luck. I think it flushed. Seems like it flushed. I didn't hear it though. There it is. Whoa. All right, there's our one bird. The other one's sitting up in the tree there. He gets a pass. Good girl, Rose. There was a grouse, two grouse, and a rabbit on the ground. I needed that bad. Awesome dog work by Rose. She tracked them down, spotted the grouse on the ground again seen so many on the ground today that one he really waited too long left himself very few options there's the other one up in the tree good girl rose there he goes nice bird good girl rose rose a small grouse wow wow very small grouse that maybe explains his escape behavior but the dog work was unquestioned excellent track and relocate job by rose there and this is a hen which always feels like a bummer i'm sure that other one was a male but we have seen a lot of grouse today. Good girl, Rosie. Good girl. All right, man. There, there's a, there's a lot to unpack on that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely some context can be added, and definitely what I, what I was going through that day, just the ups and downs, and the bird in the bag felt really, really good after that hunt. 
<laughs> I bet sometimes you just need that win, and that's what was cracking me up so much. And yeah. it's 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 so relatable. Of man, I really need this. Like, come on, Rose, I feel like we deserve right. this today. <laughs> You're yeah. almost pleading with the grouse gods at that point. <laughs> yeah, and it's again, this is something that it's common. My buddy Gary and I talk about this a lot, where it's like. If you get one good contact where your dog points a grouse and you and bird goes up and you put that, it's like, it just changes like your entire day, you know, like it's almost like, and a lot of times I'll say that my, it's like, man, no matter what else happens today, like we got our, we got our one bird, we we close the loop, everything. And again, it's, I guess it's accomplishing what you set out to do that day. And it just, it feels good. And, And up to that point, we were so close to getting it done and in so many of these little different different instances during our hunt so it's just you have that like we just haven't got over the hump and then that was it so yeah it, you know so many people talk about like a woodcock saving the day or something like that and and we've ha- yeah. we've all had hunts where we can remember where a woodcock just salvaged the day but to no. your point when when you work so hard and you have that many flushes and quote unquote opportunities throughout the day yeah. on, on grouse man when you when you you're able to connect with it especially when almost like if you're that close to the truck there's a part of you that's probably already mentally checked out like all right where am I going mm-hmm. to next the hunt's almost over but but it's it it just goes to show that like in my clip you know coming up here in a little bit really shows us how fast it yes. it can happen for you but this right here the whole time i'm watching this it, it's it's amazing how me probably just two seasons ago would have injected myself into that equation probably prematurely to where we never we never get that opportunity on those birds because how many i mean how many years would you say it would it took you to learn those relocates and tracks rose is working a bird like it like you said it's unquestionable now especially hindsight but put yourself back in the beginner's shoe to where if the dog goes on point and there's no bird you're chalking that up to a non-productive and you're calling her off of that and going down the down the trail or going back to the truck Yep. It's it's night and day difference between my first dog Hartley and my second dog Rose and probably maybe just dumb luck. Like Rose started doing that her first season, tracking and relocating grouse. It probably was like an example or two where I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think there could be a bird at the end of, of the you know, right. like and, and Hartley, you know, how much of this is just me not letting that breathe in him early on? kind of thing or is it just a different style he just does not have the same tendency to and maybe it's just like not giving the appearance of like staying with the same bird and the same contact he's more of that complete true dog as we would talk about with kyle where he's like he's either pointing or he's hunting and he doesn't have that he will do it on occasion in fact last sunday he had a nice usually i know he's relocating if it's just like he points and then I hear the bell go and it stops a short time. You know, that's obvious, but he will do that. And I've seen him trail some birds for distances, but not even close to the same regularity as Rose does. And so now it's all just like all of the confidence and trust I have in Rose. Cause I've seen it time and time again when she gets birdie and when Rose is hunting, she's a quick dog. She's fast moving around, flying around. So like if she slows down, 
it's time to shut up, Nick, and just like see what happens here. And again, now we have enough examples where it's like, I know like she's probably working a bird. Well, you talk about you playing your cards, the grouse play their cards. Every now and then you have to let the dog play their cards. Right. You know, if if it's truly a team uh, expedition, like if we're working together, you have to at some point learn to trust your dog. And this is something to where uh, Rachel, you've seen her to where she's a true dog, you know, when she will relocate and she relocates well, but she's not putting that nose on the ground. She's not tracking in the sense of what you might, you know, what comes to mind when you talk about tracking. And it does result in her accidentally bumping a few more birds than I would argue what Rose and now Quinn and then even Lucy is better at doing. Lucy's uh, trouble is, back to your point with Hartley, how much of it is me not cultivating it or letting it breathe, as you put it. Uh, I was more or less with Lucy during her, you know, first two or three seasons trying to run her like a true dog because I just didn't have the knowledge or the experience of understanding different types of dogs. And so like, I'm trying to require her to have the same approach and manners on birds as Rachel. And it, it just wasn't fair. And so like, I more or less have created my own issues with Lucy, but that also gave me the experience to, to let Quinn cook, right? Because she's like Rose in this manner. And and I'm with you. Part of me wonders how many dogs would be a quote unquote two-dimensional true dog as as Kyle likes to yep. put it, if we knew just to let the dogs figure it out. If mm-hmm. we if we didn't yep. inject ourselves. Like part of me wonders how much influence we have on a dog not learning how to track on the relocate, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, to- totally makes sense. And I mean, that's a really good question. There, there, there are guys and girls out there that have developed a lot more grouse dogs than you and I have that I would be real curious about that. But yeah, it's I, with Hartley, I was so married to this idea from just not knowing any better that like, oh, dog goes on point, bird's going to be right under his nose. I walk in and flush it. Like that's the textbook, right? That's like so far from from what a grouse dog is and like how it's that that does happen, but it's not the norm and it doesn't happen all the time. And so I feel at this point, I feel incredibly lucky to have got a dog like Rose with my second dog and just again, maybe, you know, it's the advancement of my education, but letting her develop the way she has. I have I have seen so much about like what grouse do and how dogs need to work them to get more opportunities it's just i mean not to mention it's just flat out a blast it's really really <laughs> cool when you when your dog works a bird and so that that was kind of cool because i was able to go back and look on my onyx track and see that from where rose picked up the first scent there right along that trail and i can see my little jut out in my track i run the tracker when i'm hunting just for not exactly stuff like this but it's it's a nice thing to go back and look it was 73 yards from where we first hit scent to where I ended up flushing the bird, which that's not a, I don't think that's a crazy number. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty normal, but it's also a long enough distance where you could easily pull your dog off a grouse or a dog could, could lose a grouse, you know? Well, I mean, the most common thing I see the, if I had to just guess and the, you know, this is completely arbitrary and whatever, but if I just had to, assume that the average grouse hunter maybe you know their first dog second dog what have you they're out there 
they're never going to get this opportunity because the distance, 73 yards, you know, so many people yeah. hear that and they're like, oh, there's no way that dog's working that bird. They just, you know, whatever. Uh, how many people are going to forcibly woe their dog on one of those points? Yeah. They go out, they f- try and flush, there's no bird, and again, they're going to heal them away or or not even let them go into the cover or to where that the when you release the dog like sometimes when you woe a dog and you force them to stay there it's almost like you're pulling that slingshot further and further back so when you release them it's just like yeah. you're you, they're just like shooting out of the end of the end of the gun and then they yeah. go bump a bird and you're like oh the dog mishandled it no the handler mishandled it and, and yeah pretty much and yeah. and this is something to where you know again it it took me my third dog to kind of learn to trust them and and let them breathe and let them cook but that also kind of goes back into our points that we've brought up a million times is like just getting the number of reps, you know, when, when you're traveling as much as I do, like, I don't get to piece those things together as much as somebody like yeah. yourself, but it's, uh, I, there's no, I wish we could go back in time and, and kind of let Hartley go through it the same way you did with Rose and just figure out. You know, I, I wish there was a time machine button that that you could hit yeah. to to learn and see change that. one variable, but have the same two dogs in the same circumstances. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but also it's not the, the nature of it. But the, this is also part of the fun is figuring it out. Yes, and uh, you know that's a great example. I got to ask. You know, the average person also would have shot that second bird that that right. went up in the tree. <laughs> and it was funny the first time I watched this. It, you know, there was no slow-mo or anything. I didn't, I didn't kick back, but I thought it was three birds flushing out of there. I, and then it yeah. took me a second. I'm like, no, that was a rabbit. You had two birds and a rabbit just, you know, having, having a meeting right of the woods, you know, figuring out yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen. And, uh, so like just the distraction of that alone can, can throw you off. But that, that yes. young bird gave you the, the hip shot. I mean, just the perfect opportunity there, but the average person, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I would have been tempted to shoot that second one myself, but that kind of falls into the the self imposed restrictions that we like to talk about. And you're out there for a completely different reason than stacking birds on a tailgate. Yeah, you know that that is, it is interesting because I am, I will not definitely not sit here and say I am above shooting that bird. And that bird actually, like, as far as birds flushing out of a tree, that one gave me a pretty good look. Like right. that's a bird that I would. Like, I would not hesitate to shoot at that. I don't, I really don't know what it was. It was something about the arc of that day and like how that contact played out. That was just like, oh, I got my bird. Like the other one's sitting in a tree. Like, I'm just not interested in shooting that bird. So it was kind of like, you know, in that moment. But the funny thing about that whole thing is like, so as I'm walking in, I see the grouse on the ground. I I saw the grouse after this track job and like my, my heart rate is up and down and up and down. Rose is pointing and she's moving. And I walk in like, there's gotta be a bird here. And sure enough, I see this grouse. So the minute that happens and I'm always looking for birds on the ground, it's just like, I did it when I was a kid and I just love doing it. So it's like a little game I play. I love to find them on the ground. So I see this thing and now I am 100% locked into this bird, right? Which is usually a good thing. I got a good visual focus. I'm going to see right where this bird flushes from. That was pretty wide open. As I'm moving in to sort of make my flushing attempt, the other bird goes. So he fly, flies up into a tree. That was a great shot. And then the rabbit, I always say rabbit, it's a snowshoe hare. 
cuts across and I'm still looking at this bird on the ground. Like, oh, like I'm glad I didn't get so distracted. That I totally whipped. And then that bird flushed in hindsight. What I wish would have happened is I didn't see the bird on the ground. The first one would have flushed. I would have picked that up. I could have, you know, in theory shot that. And then the second one goes, you know, maybe I get a double or report pair, but because I was so focused on that bird that didn't flush until the very end, like it's just like that totally threw me off. And then by that, by that time, the other bird sitting in the tree and I'm just kind of like, yeah, he gets a pass. Like, again, I, I've taken those shots before. And as I pointed out, like that one looked like a nice bird. It was like a male or whatever. And that's another thing too. Like more recently, I just, I, I always check if it's a male or a female and I'm not, I'm not classifying them on the wing and like actively saying, Oh, that's female. I'm not shooting. It's really hard to do that with grouse hunting, but I have started to observe and pay attention. And my comment there was just kind of like, I like when I bag a male, I I less like when I bag a female, just like, yeah. it's like, ah, you know, she could, she could put more grouse in here next year, but yeah, that's just another one of those things. No, I mean, I, I I've kind of gotten there. I mean, obviously a, a grouse is a grouse and, and I kind of keep yeah. all tail fans that, that I can, whether it's a male or a female, you know, it, it kind of falls into, I shot it. I mean, if there's any kind of use out of it, even if it's just house decorations, I mean, my wife's gotten yeah. to where she likes putting them in vases and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I value it, uh, for what it is, but yeah, there, there's just something about the big male tail fan and I don't feel as guilty isn't the right word, but I, I don't know. I don't feel as self-conscious when I take a male off the landscape as I do a female. Yeah. Right. Agreed. And, and yeah. I mean, this is coming from a guy, I mean, my, my Tennessee unicorn hanging up behind me, this, this is a female, but I got it mounted because that's my Tennessee bird. Right. Yeah. And so like there's stories, but yeah, it's, it's more or less, you got to, you know, I, I try and keep up with that as well, but it, it's interesting to where like you can almost hear not frustration, but you're you're just come on, like we we earn yes. this. It's it's here, yes. like we've done everything right. Like you're almost not, desperation, maybe of of coming through, and to where like when it finally happened, you were just so relieved. It's kind of like I don't yes. need to shoot that bird, like. I'm leaving the woods happy. Like I don't, I don't need to go shoot that other bird. And you know, he he got out of dodge before the snowshoe hare and the other grouse. It's just, you know, yes. I don't have to outrun the hunter. I just got to outrun you, type of thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yep. it's just like, all right, you know, you played your card. You get you get a buy and uh, take that yeah. for what it is. But that was exactly the the sentiment in yeah. in that moment. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Birdshot Podcast presented by Onyx Hunt, Final Rise, and Upland Gun Company. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And if you really love the show and want to contribute above and beyond what you already do by listening, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash birdshot. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Birdshot Podcast. Onyx Hunt is the number one hunting GPS app. Join millions of other hunters who trust Onyx Hunt to find more game, discover new access, and hunt smarter. Onyx Hunt shows you nationwide public and private land boundaries. They've got topographic and 3D maps. You can track your route, location, and elevation profile. You can save maps for offline use and take Onyx Hunt with you wherever you go. The most comprehensive hunting tool you'll own 
Download the Onyx Hunt app today and use the promo code BSP20 to save 20% on your next Onyx Hunt subscription. Know where you stand with Onyx. Hey everyone, this is Nick from the Gundog It Yourself podcast. If you enjoyed this show, then you might want to check out my show as well. We highlight and break down the ins and outs of training your own hunting dog. Whether it's a bird dog or even the occasional hound dog episode, we cover all topics related to hunting dogs. Check out Gundog It Yourself on any podcast streaming platform and hit the subscribe button to be sure not to miss any future episodes.